Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment here. It is the Stillers Blitz on a Thursday. It's the penultimate day of the week. It is our final segment to get you ready for the big game. Arthur Motes, before we get into some predictions, some specifics, before our buddy Brian Bacco hops on the horn with us here. I always wanted to say that. We should say that more often. Around the horn. Motsi, talk to me about that Super Bowl, that big game spread, that food menu, the plethora of deliciousness that you and the family are going to be dining on. What's uh, what's the word for uh, the Motes household and the food spread on Sunday night? Man, well, you know, wings and pizza are always a staple whenever you're talking Super Bowl, big game, yeah. anything. I need that. But, man, I'm contemplating doing me one of them pulled porks as well, baby, because I enjoy the pulled pork with the tortilla chip. You know what I mean? The little, make a little, um, little dip action going on right there. You catching them? You picking mm-hmm. the one I'm putting down? Like, mm-hmm. I'm contemplating that for Sunday right now, man. I'm contemplating that. But what say you, man? How are you planning on indulging this weekend? So... You'll you know you know wifey's super ready, right? Of course, my my Philadelphia oh, yeah. oh, born oh. my Don't Philadelphia born wife. I know y'all both. I know y'all both can be in there. Philly wash party. You got your your Kelly Green slippers on. She got her Kelly Green head so, tie. I know. I got it. You guys will laugh at this. Legitimately, you know my my mother in law and my father in law. I've said this before. They're Eagles season ticket holders, right? Um, they joking around like half joking half serious they've been at they were at the giants game and then they were at the niners game obviously like i said half joking half serious my mother-in-law sent a group text to the whole family that said just so you guys know this sunday you got to be wearing the same thing and 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 watching in the same area that you were for for the nfc championship game right and so i texted her back and i said i said hey mom you know that that means that you and dad have to break into Lincoln Financial Field and watch the game from your season tickets because that's where you've been for the last two weeks. I mean, you've been in the link. Well, if you're going to hold us to that same standard, you got to break yeah. in there and watch the game from your seats as well, too. But yeah. my wife's all into this. So we're doing a Kansas City and a Philly spread, right? Um, okay. we, are, we are doing, uh, doing cheesesteaks and we're doing tomato pies, which... I think Let's I know. Go. I think Let's you know. Go. Like a tomato pie is basically yeah. it's just an Italian fill. It's not a pie in the uh, you know like the normal sense of what people think. It is essentially like a pizza with just sauce and a little mm. bit of Parmesan cheese. It's very good. It's like a sweet sauce, little Parmesan cheese, nice crust. So we're doing those. We're doing cheesesteaks, and then we're doing some pulled pork for the for the Kansas City vibes as well too that's the Let's uh go. that's the menu Let's although i do feel go. like i do feel like i need to get some wings so i might have to i might have to do some wings as well too because it just that's my thing i love wings bro I, you you gotta have it like i didn't want to have wings but i'm like Yo, i have to have wings here like it's mandatory i completely agree that's the one thing i'll have to i will I, listen i got time here i'll have to go i'm gonna have the smoker fired up yeah so might as well might as well throw some wings on there as well too all right let's uh might let's, as well you might as well. I mean, you know, it's the Super Bowl. You can't, you can't over prepare. You, you, you know, you save it for leftovers. Come you just on, eat now. your way through it. You just eat your way through it. Come Let's, on, uh, man. Eat your way through it. Have our regrets on Monday. 
Exactly. That's 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 you know we'll deal with it on Monday. I think that's well said by you. Let's uh, see now. Let's get a let's get a master opinion here on this, if we will. Our buddy Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette joining us now. Kind enough. Uh, first let's time in a couple go. of weeks that we've caught up here, Mister Backo. It's lovely to see your face here via the magic of Zoom. And we were just discussing. We got to know. What's on the Super Bowl menu for Sunday night at the Backo Estate, wherever you might be going? What's 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 on the what's on the menu here? I actually don't know. We really haven't made any Super Bowl plans. Like now that we've got two kids in the Batco house, we don't really think past the next 24. <laughs> like, Mo, you know, I'm sure Moats knows what I, where I'm coming from with this. Like, <laughs> absolutely. He's got even one more than me. But um, in West, you know, you'll you'll, you'll find out. Yeah. I'm close. Yeah. Yeah, you'll find out. So, I mean, I literally looked at my wife this morning. I was like, what are we doing for the Super Bowl? She's like, oh, yeah, that's Sunday, isn't it? I was like, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll figure out something. But um, I guess it's probably one of the worst nights of the year to order pizza and wings. I mean, you're going to be waiting, you know, who knows how long to do that. Um, I don't know if we're going to go. You got to order at like noon. Order at like noon, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we're going to go somewhere, if we're going to hang out at home. I, I haven't had wings in a minute, so that would be nice. But this goes back again to the challenge of watching football and parenting. If you're eating wings, your hands are going to be all saucy. What if I got to go like grab the baby and make sure she doesn't fall off, you know, fall off the couch or something? So it's just a perilous situation all around, fellas. Now to piggyback hey, off this, man, we... you are bringing up some. Oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead, Mozzie. Oh no! I was saying, you're bringing up some great points right there. I can relate to all of that. But you just got to, you know, tag team that thing. While you eat your wings, that's when you let wifey have baby. And that's then right. when wifey wants to eat wings, that's when you have baby. Good teamwork right there. Teamwork. I hear you. I mean, last yeah. year, I didn't even really get to watch the Bengals-Rams Super Bowl because we were on a plane on our way to vacation. So I am excited for this matchup. Uh, I do want to be in front of a TV, whether it's here or there, um, you know, at the Yoler Estate. Who knows? <laughs> hey, Let's you're welcome. Go. You're welcome over here. We're doing a little Kansas City and Philly spread, right? So we're gonna do we're gonna do some pulled pork and some barbecue. Uh, my wife wants to do a classic South Philly tomato pie, cheese steaks, maybe some hoagies there as well too. I never so did I do... get the tomato pie when I was there in in October. So good, yeah, so good. That's one of the like everyone when they talk Philly food, cheese steaks, hoagies comes to the forefront, right? Soft pretzels usually. The tomato pie is is the underrated Philadelphia cuisine. I've been I think. craving a cheesesteak all week after the juju uh, kerfuffle on media yeah, night. We, like we we laughed about that. Yeah, I, you know I gotta disagree with juju. I, I love Philly cheesesteaks. I mean, yeah, I think they're like this week has become a like the news cycle has been like our Philly cheesesteaks overrated. No, 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 you're all overthinking it. They're incredible. Yeah, thank they're you, Mister Backo. Thank you, Mister Backo. There's only one place in Pittsburgh that makes a cheesesteak that can compare to Philadelphia, and that is the Euler Estate on my Blackstone Grill. All right, that's it. Anywhere else, it doesn't come close. I'm not giving you the address out there, all right, listeners. But Mr. Backo, he might get it here if he wants to uh, wants to come over and and and, uh, and vibe with the Euler spread. I didn't so, slide in my DMs. I will. Ooh, if they're if they're working. I mean, I've been told Twitter Twitter DMs are all a mess now. Something. I mean, Elon. Hit me up, you hit me up get on that, this Zoom chat here. Get the, get the DMs fixed, Elon, so we can coordinate our Super Bowl plans. Uh, <laughs> what is the better food city, though, Mister Backo? You are a traveled man, all right. You've traveled around with the Steelers before that, with the Pitt football program. You've been to yeah. Kansas City. You've been to Philadelphia. What's the better food city? I think I 
still have to lean toward Kansas City. I mean, I've only been there once. I've been to Philly plenty of times, but like barbecue is just kind of on another level, I think. I mean, I love a good Philly cheesesteak. Mm. You can get a close approximation at different places. KC barbecue is, um, you know, that's kind of like the Mecca, I think, of of food pilgrimages. Um, you know, it's just there, there's everything there. You know, a cheesesteak, don't get me wrong, I'll inhale it. I'll love every bite. I'll be sad when it's over. But with, with KC barbecue, yeah, you've got the brisket. You've got the burn ends. You've got sides. You've got cornbread. Like, it's just more of a holistic experience. So it's a tough call for me between the two. But, um, yeah, Kansas City's, you know, I, I think I've got to give them the slight edge there. Well, I appreciate you just going down the list of all those different foods because yeah, I'm now I'm super duper hungry and my stomach is growling. I really do appreciate that. So while we're on the, the, the topic of food, can we talk about the Gatorade as well? Because I'm thirsty <laughs> as well. So what color Gator are we going to get when when, this, when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl? What, what color Gator are we seeing today? Or I mean, on Sunday? Well, I don't know what they're going to pour, but red Gatorade is trash. Fruit punch, terrible. Don't even tell me you guys mess okay, with red okay. Gatorade. No, I'm totally with you. I think okay. it's so overrated. Okay. It's, okay. it's awful. It's okay. awful. Once um, you're past the age of like 13. That, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's childish. If you drink red Gatorade, you're childish. All right. I'm putting it out there right now on the show. Um, I, you know, I'll say this much though, like to, to do a little plug, like I've got a story coming out in the Post-Gazette on Nick Sirianni, more specifically his older brother, Mike Sirianni, who's a local college football coaching legend at, at yep, Washington yep. and Jefferson in the division three ranks. Um, you know, I was sat down, had a fun conversation with him on, on Monday. First of all, they're, they're just a salt of the earth family. They're very easy to root mm. for. I know Nick Sirianni's become a little bit of a lightning rod with some of the, some of the quotes from him, uh, some of the gestures, they're very down to earth. And at the same time though, he's a little quirky. So maybe there will be something interesting with whatever, ends up getting poured on Nick Sirianni, like blue Gatorade. That's kind of uncommon. I feel mm. like, right. Mm. White glacier, white cherry. Okay. Who knows? Yeah. If you give me a glacier one, that'd be definitely weird. Like, yo, what is cucumber, this? Water, cucumber, watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> what about the blue? I mean, we'll be classic blue. G2. Just don't make it G2. Yeah, man. I mean, no G2. Yeah, I, I like cool. Cool. Blue is, is cool blue's good. Purple's um, always probably, good. Yeah. Cool. Blue and lemon lime are like my elite tier. Gatorades. Although there was that one, I say cool blue on a whole another level, man. Yeah, there was that X Factor flavor that was really good. It was like a lime or strawberry or something like that. I don't even know if they still make. Okay, that's that's up. Where does the orange Gatorade rank though? Where does the orange Gatorade Um, rank? Probably just a in between lime and fruit, or excuse me, in between lemon lime and fruit punch. Okay. Yeah, it's the middle child. Okay, middle child of the OG. Okay. I love it. I love it. Uh, I do need to ask you this too, because we had a little debate upon <clears> this, and I think back uh, sometimes you're you're a good you know you're a good third uh, third man in on these these uh, back and forths. Do you know? Are, are you familiar with Chris Stapleton and some of his music? Yes, yes, I am. Okay, very good. I am it as well is, too. Arthur is. Motes was looking at me sideways when I was talking about how I can't listen to Chris no, Stapleton no, for no, more than no, five no, minutes no. without crying. You know what I'm saying? It's sad music, you know. He's a sad artist. I'm with you. The I know he is. Hits are, the bigger hits are kind of sad. Yeah. I, I don't know his whole catalog, yeah. but there's some deeper cuts that are more upbeat. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. The over yep. under currently in Vegas for the national anthem is set for a minute and 59 seconds. That's one of the higher over unders we've seen for a national anthem. 
Chris Stapleton, he going to slow it down? He really going to pour his soul into it? Does that feel like an overbet, or do you think this could be one of those sneaky, uh, you know, he's going to hit 100 seconds and get out of there? First of all, I had no idea he was singing the national anthem, so I guess I'm not that big of a Chris Stapleton fan, nor have I been eating up the Super Bowl hype that much, clearly. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think that seems a little high. I, I think he's going to be pretty much all business, like, you know, Chris Stapleton, I don't I don't know a ton about him personally, but I feel like he's not really a big rah-rah look at me guy. So yeah, he's quiet. I don't think he I don't yeah, I don't think he ever does it here. I think he I think he soaks up his moment, gets in and gets out with a solid rendition. So I'm going like under. It. Efficient. Like Let's go. Let's go. The all important one, heads or tails on said coin toss. I'm going to go heads. I'm going to go heads with this one. Um, See, uh, I don't really have choice. a good reason other than excellent you know, choice. hurts in my brain. Hurts <laughs> I don't know. Mahomes has an H in it, too. I was thinking no. to say. Holmes hurts heads. There we go. Holmes there we hurts. Go. Uh, Mr. Backo, let's get into the, the, some of the, the specifics of this game. Uh, Moats laid this out in the first segment, and I thought that this was this was pretty well said. Does it feel like whichever team starts this game faster, if one of these teams is able to to get out to a lead in the first quarter, that that could really be an X factor in this? You know, you look at the Eagles, and they like to get ahead on teams, right? Go hunt the quarterback, play physical, run the football. You look at the Chiefs. When they play with a lead, that allows them, you know, Jones and those guys on defense to kind of cut loose. And, and again, they like to get after the quarterback, uh, as we saw against Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game. This feels like a game where there's not a glaring weakness on each roster. Uh, could that, whoever's able to get a lead and kind of knock the other team off the way they like to play, does that feel like a fair X factor to you? Is there something else that's in your mind here as we sit, you know, a few days away from the big game? I actually don't think so. I mean, I think in any game it, it hurts, or excuse me, it helps to start fast. But, you know, recent years, you know, a lot of these Super Bowls, there, there's been some really good comebacks, even in these playoffs. There have been some really good comebacks. And I think with these two teams, you know, Patrick Mahomes is one of one. You know, he's he's in the he is the tier, the top tier of quarterbacks. But I think both of these teams have quarterbacks capable of leading comeback efforts. So, you know, yes, it, it's it doesn't hurt to get out to that early lead. But I think these are two pretty explosive offenses who you you can't keep them down even if you get up on them early. So I just, to me, the, the biggest X factor is going to be rushing the passer. Is it Chris Jones who makes Jalen Hurts' life a living heck, or is it Patrick Mahomes who's, you know, scrambling around like he was a few years ago against the Bucs? That, that to me is going to be uh, the, the biggest, you know, kind of swing point in this game because, you know, they're, they're playing at a high level that the Eagles are more of that kind of, the pack, you know, the strength of the pack is the pack with all those pass mm. rushers. Whereas Chris Jones is just uh, a man among boys right now, a one man wrecking crew. So uh, that's kind of what I have my eye on in this one. And hey, this is an Eagles roster uh, help, you know, constructed by the Steelers assistant GM and Andy Weidel. Uh, you have to feel good about the amount of large people, big bodies doing work for that team, because we know that's kind of what the Steelers are leaning into philosophically as well. Man, I like that combo. That made me feel really optimistic as well about how Andy could potentially be building up the Steelers this coming off season. But going back to this uh, Eagles and uh, Chiefs matchup, 
Who do you feel has the better team in this thing right here, man? You know, my my gut feeling is the Eagles, and that could be tainted a little bit by, let's be honest, a pretty fortuitous playoff run here. You know, the Giants, I was never really buying them. And we know we know what happened to the 49ers with, you know, right. Josh Johnson and then uh, Arthur Euler was their extra quarterback that they had to pull <laughs> in from the stands. He was driving to Zamboni at a nearby <laughs> hockey rink. They had to go. Uh, get him warming up. So about six labats deep, and they had to throw it. It is, yeah, a lot of anchor steams under his belt. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a fairly easy road, uh, relatively speaking, for the Eagles. Now you give them some credit for for getting to Brock Purdy as as quickly as they did, and it looked like he was going to have a terrible day at the office even before his injury. But um, yeah, I mean, maybe I'm colored a little bit by. Um, just, you know, the, the opponents or the competition or lack thereof that they faced on the way here. But I just look up and down their roster, what they've done to build this team. I mean, we, we just touched on kind of the, the draft investments that they've made. And I think the right positions of value, we know that you know, they really don't spend high picks on linebackers. They really don't spend high picks on guys in the secondary you know, yes, they used the second rounder on Miles Sanders, but you know that that was kind of a unique case because he's such a good pass catcher as well. So they they really tend to invest in protecting the quarterback and getting after the quarterback. That has worked for them. And to Howie Roseman's credit, their GM, who I will also point out, drawing these parallels from one side of the turnpike to the other, he was looked at as a numbers guy, right? He was a nerdy cap dude when they made him their GM. So that's I that's see the parallels. Of, I see yes, the parallels. What are the narrative that developed around Omar Khan, right? When the Steelers promoted him. So uh, the Eagles, you know, they did it old school to some degree with, mm. you know, building up both lines of scrimmage, hug them, chug them football. Yeah. But then they also struck when the iron was hot with the AJ Brown trade, saw an opportunity to kind of push their chips in the middle. Darius Slay recently. Now, yeah. Now they're James Bradbury. Now they're one win away from pulling it off. I feel like they've got the roster to do it. That does, you know what? I want to stay with that just for a quick second with you too, there, Mister Backo. Should should the Steelers and, and we know, you know, a lot of what we've thought in the past, maybe you can start to not completely disregard, but you can expect it to change a little bit with Omar Khan, with Andy Weidel, right, with a new kind of regime in place. Do you think? Because I feel the Eagles have done this well. They've they've looked at their quarterback situations over the last five six years, and they've said, "All right, we got a window now. We're going to load up and we're going to go for it." Right. Like after Carson Wentz's rookie year, they went out and they got Alshon Jeffrey and they went out and they brought in LeGarrette Blunt and they brought in some guys on defense like Chris Long. Right. And they loaded up because they said, OK, we believe that with this quarterback, which is funny, they did have the quarterback on the roster. It just ended up being mm-hmm. Nick Foles. But while we're paying this young rookie nothing, we're going to load up around and we're going to view this as a window. And they got to a Super Bowl and they won it. And then they had a down year, right, where they only won four games. But I think they looked at it the same way again. We believe in Jalen Hurts, young quarterback, not making much money, still on his rookie deal. We're going to load this thing up around him. And now they're back in a Super Bowl again. And, hey, they might have a five or six win season a year or two from now. But I think you can certainly argue that that's worth it. And I bet you the fans would say that as well, too. Do you see any change in the Steelers' philosophy in this regard of, We've got Kenny Pickett for three, four more years where we don't have to pay him much. It's time to load up and view this as a window before we have to pay another quarterback franchise money. Or do you think that that's just, it doesn't matter that the faces change. The Steelers are never going to operate that way. I just can't see them operating that way in, in terms of being happy with this sort of boomer bust philosophy. I mean, it's worked out for the Eagles. Now there have been some 
unexpected extenuating circumstances with that. Like, you know, if Carson Wentz doesn't sort of implode, maybe they are a more Steelers esque team, Ooh, in that's, which, that's they're, true. In which they're competing year in and year out for a decade plus the way they did with Ben Roethlisberger. But Carson Wentz did, you know, implode <laughs> and, and that thing just got away from everybody there in Philly and, you know, you know, tip your cap to them. They, they quickly adjusted on the fly and, you know, they weren't afraid to bring in Jalen Hurts. And I think like the buzz phrase back then was we want to be a quarterback factory. That'll yep. all work itself out if we draft good players at that position. And it did. Uh, Jalen Hurts has turned out to be the guy for them. So um, yeah, that, that is, that's a really good point by you, Wes, that the, the, the mentality here is win as many games as you can compete, be as good as you can every single season, give yourself a chance to get in the dance, keep knocking on the door. You don't know what's going to happen. Whereas the Eagles have been much more of the traditional, we're going to have some up years. We're going to have some down years. Um, and, you know, if you've ever been in like a fantasy keeper league or something like that, you know, there's always a balance to strike that when your roster is looking pretty good, you might have to mortgage some of those future picks. And, uh, and like you said, kind of go all in. So uh, I don't know that they've quite done that, but it does help right now where they're at contractually with Hertz and, you know, they've made some, some very shrewd draft picks as well. So uh, just, you know, they, they've, they've made all the right moves there. I think you're seeing some of that start to take shape with the Steelers. The Chase Claypool trade was out of character for them. It was a present move sort of, but as we know, mostly an eye on the future when they did that. So maybe there's a needle to thread there for Omar Khan, Andy Weidel and company, uh, even as they continue to kind of, you know, operate under the same core principles as the Steelers have for decades. Yeah. And the other thing that I think of, um, with the Eagles and the way that they constructed some of their roster stuff, we talked about was the quarterback position, right? Whether it was with Carson Wentz or even now with Jalen Hurts, them believing that they have that guy, them believing that it is worth investing in putting all the chips to the front of the table because you have a Jalen Hurts that they thought a year ago could take that leap. When we look at our roster, we talk about, you know, no longer Chase Claypool, but what we've been able to do in terms of bringing certain pieces in it still to me boils down to do we believe that Kenny is worth going all in on? Because yeah. if he is, then I think that, you know, that method could potentially make sense. But I think if he is a guy that we still have questions about, or we're not sure that he's going to take that type of significant jump, then maybe I think it makes us be a little bit more um, just slow playing some of these moves or, or some of this part of that progression. But what do you think on that? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, my thinking there is like probably this time a year ago, uh, the Arthur Motes, Wes Euler, and Brian Batko of Philadelphia yeah. media, whoever they may be, were probably on a Zoom call or a Friday <laughs> show discussing, you know, is Jalen Hurts ultimately the guy? Can you win a Super Bowl with him? Yeah. Can you get there with him? And the jury was out for sure, uh, certainly. I mean, there were promising signs, but there are promising signs right now with Kenny Pickett too. So, I mean, you ultimately don't know. Um, you know, I think what we do know is the similarities between the two. They don't have the arm talent of Patrick Mahomes and, and Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. Jalen Hurts has more mobility than Kenny Pickett, but he's not. Nobody's Lamar. So, right. um, you know, physically, you know, natural gifts and talent. Neither one of them is in that upper, upper, upper tier is my point. Um, but they're finding a way to win with him. He's doing everything right. They build an offense around him that works. Um, you know, <laughs> to again sort of bring it back to a topic that we've touched on all season with the Steelers. 
I don't think there's anybody handcuffing that Eagles offense or play calling. They've yeah. been aggressive and, and they went to go get it when they have to. Yeah. It, it's not a situation where, yeah, we like Jalen Hurts. We like his uh, ability to move around and, and be mobile and uh, use his legs. So we're just going to try to win games 23 to 20. No, I mean, we've seen them hang a bunch of points on teams, the Steelers yep, included. Yep. So yep. Uh, they've found that balance. They've found that groove with him. And, you know, I, I do think it's, it's a good sign if you're somebody who's sitting there worried that, man, the Steelers, they're not going to be able to win a ring as long as Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow are in this league. Now, Hurts has to actually go out and do it. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo got close. He didn't do it. So, um, you know, Jared we'll, Goff got close. Jared Goff got close and he didn't do it. Uh, <laughs> even Matt Ryan got close. Couldn't ultimately do it against, you know, the, the GOAT, uh, the guy who used to be. Uh, the one with the target on his back every single season. So that's what makes these games fun. That's what makes them – I can't even imagine as a player how nerve-wracking it is to play in one of these. Like, you can't have nerves. I mean, anybody who gets to this level, Moats, you included, my man. I mean, you guys are built different. There's just a mentality that you're always the best whenever you're out there. But I also just think, like, that's got to be a heavy moment when you're yeah. thinking legacies are made. Mike Tomlin himself talked about that on The Pivot, I guess, last summer that – you know, you get one shot at that and you either leave with the ring and the trophy or you probably, you know, you regret it for the rest of your life. Yeah. And there's no do overs. That's the crazy part about it, too, man. Like you can't go back and say, I'm going to get it next week or I get it, you know, two weeks from now. It's like, nah, man, whatever you do out there is finally you are judged forever mm -hmm. by those moments. Mm -hmm. Yep. And hey, and if you're if, if you're a dynasty type team that's fortunate enough to get back there and get another shot mm -hmm. at it, that's great. But uh, that is that is not the norm. That is much more the exception to the yeah. role. So the, the, that that's kind of another, I guess, you know, sort of under the radar factor in this one. Chiefs have been yep. here before plenty of times. They've seen the good side of it. They've seen the bad side of it for the Eagles. You got to think just human nature. There is some uh, some butterflies, some jitters. And uh, if you're an Eagles fan, you hope they can put that to good use rather than start slow or uh, or be a little, yeah. uh, you know, hesitant out there in this in the biggest no, game, game that is a great point by you mr backo because both of these organizations have been there recently but for the chiefs it's a lot of the same cast right, right. it's the same yeah, head coach got a lot it's of new guys it's the same quarterback it's the same playmakers it's you know uh for the eagles it's it's a completely new cast of characters new head coach new coordinators new, i mean you know kelsey's still there and, and arthur Motes's boy lane johnson is still there and fletcher cox yeah. you know but new quarterback new head coach a lot of new faces for the eagles that'll be an interesting dynamic to keep an eye on good shout there by our buddy mr brian backo all right fellas as we wrap up this show prediction time mr backo dun, dun, dun. sunday yeah. how's I'm, it play out I'm going to keep rolling with my take earlier that I do think this the Eagles are the better all-around team. And I might not lean this way if if Patrick Mahomes was completely healthy, but that high ankle issue, I mean, it's it's nagging in my head a little bit. Also nagging in my head a little bit is Brandon Ayuk of the Niners was basically like, if I were a betting man, I'd take all the cash I have and put it on the cheap. I did. They're going to expose the Eagles. Now, like, you know, players pop off about stuff all the time to try to get some eyeballs on it. You know, San Fran a little salty right now, man. And that, and that, but like, when you come out that strong, I do raise my eyebrows a little bit, but he also said he's not a betting man. So, which that means he's yeah. not actually putting his money on right. it. So, I can't go all the way with that uh, opinion from Brandon Ayuk. I'm going to go Eagles 26, Chiefs 20. Uh, they frustrate Mahomes more than the opposite happens, and 
uh, Philly fans, you know, burn down their city or whatever, I guess. on Sunday. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, Becco, you got 60 seconds here because you never hear, you know, we get your prediction, then we let you go. Then we give yeah. ours and we end the show. You got 60 go seconds it. here. Let's 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 keep them around for this time. This time. Mozi. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Your, your prediction for Sunday night. Man, listen, big games like this, you don't go against the goats. You don't go against the guys that perform on the biggest stages, like going against Tom Brady. The only person that I've seen take out Mahomes on the biggest stage is Tom Brady. Tom Brady ain't playing for the Philadelphia Eagles, man. I personally think that the Chiefs do find a way to get it done. It's going to be one of those efforts from Mahomes, though, where he does have to stand on his head. He does have to throw that thing from all type of arm angles and just look freaky. And I'm not buying any of that high ankle stuff they tried to sell me two weeks ago either. He was a low ankle sprain guy. He going to be just fine. I got the Chiefs getting it done 27-24. Give me the game winning drive you- by Mahomes. Tutty to walk off. I knew I should have gone first. Twenty. I'm showing you guys my paper right here. Twenty-seven, twenty-four, Kansas City. You see the W there for Wes. Hey, hey, nice like handwriting nine. too. Like that does look like a nine. You're right. It looks like twenty-seven, twenty-nine because my handwriting is jabroni-ish. Caught this that's guy a, cursive or whatever. That's like, the same. Geez. That's a. I'm just a product of the uh, the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania education, so the Allegheny County education system, and the Butler County education nope, system. Nope, nope, nope. That, that's that's Morgantown. We put that on West Virginia. Nah, <laughs> hold on, fam. I learned how to write way before that. All right. All I had to do to get into school there was write my name on the application. I'm going 27-24. Motsi, exactly what you said. I think one of these quarterbacks is going to have to pull it out. I'm going with Mahomes because I am with you guys that I don't think he's 100% healthy, and that could certainly play a factor, but I don't think Hurts is 100% healthy either. He has looked all right in these two playoff wins against the Giants and the Niners, but that's because that's really all he's had to do. They haven't asked him to go out there and do too much. I, I still don't know how healthy he is. I think they've done a good job and been able to do a good job of hiding that through their two playoff games so far. I don't know if that'll be the case on Sunday. I also like Kansas City 27 to 24. You son of a I mean, you can tell you hey, can tell man. we've been doing this show together for five years on the same page here. So Backo going with the Eagles. He'll be allowed at, at Morgan's family gathering. Uh Mozi and I, not so much. Nobody, that was nobody... the long play for me is I still want to catch this invite to uh, to the Euler house on Sunday. So I had to pick the Eagles. And I'm going A.J. Brown MVP. I think he's going to cook these dudes Ooh. in the Chiefs secondary. Mm-hmm. Well, Mr. Backo, I might have to be your plus one to my own household on Sunday nice. if my – if my wife and my family hear this edition hey, of the hey, hey. Blitz. Don't, don't let Wes fool you. He's going to be in there rocking all the Kelly Green. He's going to be in there rock, rocking all the fly Eagles. That's going to be, trust me. Yep. Words. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> I don't know, though, because one, good family, good vibes. You know, everyone's in a good mood, all that. <laughs> On the other side, as I, I shared this with Arthur Motes back go, but as, as we close down here, it's important to remember the Eagles have only won one Super Bowl in their franchise history. And that was when Wesley Euler was part of the Eagles radio network and was working the broadcasts. So, I mean, I would like to hold it over my family that the only time they've ever won a Super Bowl was when I was involved. So I guess either either way, we've got our storylines. All of us have our angles and our storylines. Mr. Backo, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you as always. Make sure yes, you're checking indeed. out his work in the PG. And a big shout out to the best co-host in the business, Arthur Nathan Motes III. Who, me? Everybody enjoy the big game and we'll break it all down for you next week. You know where to find us. It's always on your 24-7 home of the black and gold.
Steelers Nation Radio.